Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You know, it is February, but summer is not that far away, right? It's true. Although, it didn't feel like it this morning when I was sliding on the ice outside. (laughs) Happy, uh, what is it, full spring in the Midwest? Is that where we are in those memes? (laughs) It's not quite spring. But summer's not that far away, and uh, I want to share with you... um, something that happens in the summer, typically every three years, but this year it's <laughs> four years away. We're talking about the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Convention. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Dr. Sias, thanks for being our guest this morning. Good morning. My pleasure. So the LCMS convention takes place, the Synodical Convention takes place typically every three years. Um, I know it hasn't always been like that, but for what the last several decades, it's been like that. Uh, it, uh, yeah, since uh, 1983, they changed it to three years from two, actually. Oh. Okay. And it's bounced around a little bit over time. So we've been in this three-year triennium cycle for a while, but uh, things changed up in yeah. 2020. <laughs> we have the fourennium, or uh, <laughs> the jubilee year of the uh, the triennium with a, a little delay for COVID. Quad- I like that. Jubilee year. Quadri- quadrennium, I suppose. Quadrennium. Yes, <laughs> so... When is the next LCMS convention? The next LCMS convention is presently scheduled to open uh, on July 29th uh, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, of uh, 2023, not Aha. 22. Aha. So we're like a year out. Yeah. We right. are, yeah, at least and a year, year over, over a year, year out. out. We just sent out uh, the 18 month notices again uh, for the <laughs> nominations that are supposed to be coming in until this uh, now this october the end of this october do you add like deo valente lord willing to everything that you send out now <laughs> just because our schedules have been changing so much we've, we've had yeah we've added a lot of flexibility in my things, you know, but um at this point we were we're on the rails again and very hopeful uh, districts are having their conventions uh, mm-hmm. successfully and uh, so hopefully we're on the move toward uh not making this a five-year or six-year triennium. <laughs> so what happens at a regular convention of the Synod? Well, uh, our Synod uh, is kind of unique uh, among church bodies in that it's governed by congregations that are simply voluntary members. They don't owe us anything. You know, if they don't uh, care for the Synod, they can leave. Uh, so the convention is their opportunity to govern the Synod and all the pieces of the Synod uh, the agencies, the districts, and other things that the Synod has built together uh, so that it all operates together uh, for them and uh, as an extension of their own ministry. So who participates? Who attends at LCMS convention? And what do what is their role? What do they do? I'm sure there are many different people. Right. Yeah. So the two uh, main groups uh, include... Uh, the voting delegates, which uh, represent 550 or so uh, electoral circuits, the congregations of the Synod are divided into uh, circuits of roughly seven to 20 congregations apiece. And each one of those circuits finds and sends uh, one pastor and one lay delegate to the convention, uh, and they are voting delegates. Uh, and then there are a host of uh, advisory delegates, so there's about 1,100 voters and maybe 400 advisory delegates and representatives uh, representing the individual 
uh, commission ministers and ordained ministers that aren't uh, pastors of congregations presently, uh, and also representing all the other agencies of the synod. So uh, they come together and receive uh, the nominations that have come in. They receive the the overtures, requests for convention action that have come in from congregations and other places, and through a variety of committees uh, and publications, uh, turn those things into the resolutions and the ballots uh, that will go to convention for further processing and then ultimately adoption or or otherwise. <laughs> so just off the top of your head, what's what's a typical, <laughs> what's an example of something that, that typically would be accomplished um, or that might happen? like? What's a resolution look like, and, and right. what impact does that have from a convention? Right. So uh, resolutions uh, can adjust the, the governing documents of the Synod if there are changes to the bylaws or even the constitution of the Synod that are desired to make things function more smoothly or better. Um, those things can really only be adjusted at the, at the convention. Uh, the convention uh, sets triennial priorities for the Synod. Uh, the congregations through their circuits and districts are to evaluate how things are going, how the district and synod are functioning and serving the congregations, uh, and uh, can submit suggestions for improvement or change in what synod is focusing on for the next three years. Uh, so those are kind of key um, uh, resolutions that come through. And the convention speaks to a host of, of other issues. If there are theological issues or societal issues, life issues uh, that need to be spoken to in a, in a new or, or more direct way, the convention handles that too. What are some, is there an example or two of, of something that may be familiar from, from last convention uh, that, that we're now, that's now in place uh, because it was voted on at the last convention? I know I'm like totally throwing this to you right now. Putting you on the spot, not at all. <laughs> right, right. Well, one of the significant things that was, that was begun at last convention is a look at all our colleges and universities and their ah, governance. Yeah. Uh, the 2019 Resolution 703 Committee uh, has been working <laughs> with a lot of people uh, to come up with uh, you know, this seems kind of cyclical, but an overture uh, <laughs> to come to this convention and hopefully uh, provide a model for governance of our colleges and universities that will serve well into the future. Mm -hmm. um, so often the work that's initiated at one convention takes more than a convention to finish. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Are, are there things uh, specifically that will be happening at this convention? Uh, you mentioned nominations. What What are those types of things that we're looking forward to at, at this coming convention? Sure. Well, all the, the host of, of officers, uh, board and commission positions that help to govern the synod and specific tasks in the synod between conventions. Uh, many of those are up for election uh, at this convention if they're on triennial cycles. My office is one of those. And, of course, uh, president, vice presidents uh, of the Synod will be up for election uh, as well. So uh, we're presently receiving nominations for basically everybody but the president and vice presidents. Uh, and any lay member of an LCMS congregation can uh, go to the Synod website, get the forms, read the information, and submit a nomination for someone they think would serve well uh, as Secretary of the Synod, uh, on the Board of Directors of the Synod, for uh, the Board for National or International Mission uh, in uh, in uh, one of the regions of the Synod, uh, or a Board of Regents, a Board of Directors of one of our Synod-wide corporate entities. So uh, there's a great opportunity and a, and a great need uh, for people out there in the Synod to help us find the talent, uh, the dedication, the churchmanship that we need to serve in those positions. What's the coolest thing about being the secretary of the Lutheran <laughs> Church Missouri Synod? 
I uh, actually enjoy, and this is kind of strange and interrupts the course <laughs> of my work day, but, but uh, the, the random calls that get routed to me here at the oh. International Center, I seem to be the lost uh, mailbox of... <laughs> Of the Senate administration. If they don't know where to send them, they go to the secretary. That of seems like a good one for Secretary Sias. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows everything. But I, I truly do enjoy talking to people out yeah. in the Senate. And it, and it, uh, I was just down to um, a Mid-South District to help with some circuit visitor training. District president invited me down there. And, and getting out and interacting with the people uh, out of the rarefied atmosphere of my bylaws and mm -hmm. policy <laughs> manuals and the stuff that I work on from day to day uh, is really a lot of fun. Uh, seeing seeing where the rubber hits the road and, and that it actually does people some good. So it really takes a combination of a unique skill set, like a set of skills and, and personality to do what you get to do <laughs> and every and day. And a padded room some days. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, you know you're talking with someone sharp when they reference resolutions by the number. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right off the top of their head. Yeah. Occupational hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's next? What do we need to do to prepare for convention? What should um, what should listeners like uh, what should they be looking for in their inbox in right. the coming weeks, months ahead? So uh, because we've had the Jubilee year of the training, we've spent <laughs> some time revising how we go about some things. And, and folks are probably used to receiving the It's Time postcards. Uh, this office used to send out uh, to each congregation a series of 12 or 14 postcards through the course of the triennium. And uh, postcards aren't what they used to be uh, in terms of reaching people. So we're uh, moving toward reaching pastors and lay leaders of congregations by email and then reworking the whole web interface for congregations um, to have a new portal where they can go and find all the information laid out to schedule their meetings, make their decisions, file their uh, material, a lot more of it electronically today than, than has been the case in the past, uh, so that they can participate fully in their conventions. And uh, so that, uh, don't go and look for it just yet, but I'm uh, working on that, in fact, today, some drafts of that material, and uh, we'll have some mailings to the congregations to introduce that as well. Fantastic. So where, if people are interested in all of this stuff we're talking about, where can people find information about the convention, what happens, what they want to know, if they want to get more involved in, in all of this process? Right. So all conventional things uh, <laughs> live at lcms.org slash convention. And uh, as I said, there will be some new features coming to that uh, in the coming weeks. So give it a, a couple of weeks and then... Just check out lcms.org slash convention every week or so, every every other week or so, and, and look for the <laughs> updates, right? Uh, well, we don't necessarily put updates uh, up there that uh, that frequently, but um, but there will be material there and uh, and hopefully some nice things for folks to engage with in, in some depth mm -hmm. uh, to see. Our hope is to have one place where you can go and find uh, the tendrils that lead you to everything you might want to know uh, about uh, submitting overtures, sending nominations, what offices do, uh, what's been done in the past, how do I participate in making it better? Very good. Now you mentioned we're you know doing nominations for pres everything but president at this point. When when does that happen? Right, that process starts uh, in October, at the end of October this year. When the other nomination period closes, that window uh, opens. Very good. Very good. LCMS.org slash convention. Check it out in a couple of weeks. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Sunday. Dr. Sias, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. It's always fun. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh,